Proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rapid on Racing. This is the banker Bob Thought for June 14th. If aliens actually do fly by Earth, they probably lock their doors. Good evening and welcome once again to Rappin' on Racing, June 14, 2021. Normally, Dave Oliveri would be joining me, but the power was knocked out at his location and we're going to have to go it alone. Hey, guests tonight include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Asphalt Modified Driver Anthony Aiello, Hall of Fame Driver and Car Owner Lynn Geisler, Area Auto Racing News Columnist Ernie Saxton, and Rush Late Model Driver Zach Morrow. Number one Cochrane night at Lernerville was a huge success, and we'll be talking with Lynn Geisler about that later in the show. We have Victory Lane interviews with Brandon Overton at Eldora, late model driver Daniel Angelicchio, and four-cylinder winner Paul Koffler. Jim Zufall will have his weekly report from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, including Victory Lane interviews with Stephen Sheltman and Daryl Charlier. Tom Lang will cover the modern technology changes in drag racing. Want to remind you, Rapping on Racing is available every Monday night at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or RappingOnRacing.com. The program is available 24 7 and 365 days of the year. If you miss any of the program, you can go to Apple TV or RappingOnRacing.com. 
We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Wrapping on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. A thank you to my co-host Dave Oliveri and all our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Quartz, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. And special thanks to senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Quartz, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. <laughs> I want to take a look at the results from last week. Kyle Larson showed him the fast way around in the All-Star race. He's won everything but the 50-50 raffle. NASCAR, three or four wins in a row, picking up the All-Star win. Dirt sprint cars, he wins. Dirt late models, he wins. Never been in a modified, but I suspect if he got one of those, he could win. When the week began, the thought of one driver coming to Eldora Speedway and leaving with over a quarter of a million dollars was just a dream. But it's not a dream anymore. It's a reality. Brandon Overton completed one of the greatest achievements in dirt track racing history Saturday with his fourth consecutive feature win in four days, sweeping both the 27th and 26th running of the dirt late model dream for an incredible $273,000 in total prize money. The Evans, Georgia driver is now only the second driver in history to win back-to-back dreams, joining eight-time event winner Scott Bloomquist with that achievement, which he conquered in 2017 and 2018. Congratulations to Chris Schneider on picking up the $10,000 to win Steel Valley Pro Stock Nationals at Sharon Speedway. 30 cars started the main event, 65 laps in the 75-lap event with no caution. What a race, and kudos to the great group of drivers on an outstanding performance from front to back. At Lernerville Speedway, Jared Miley picked up the super late models. The sprints went to Cy Lynch. Modifies was Jeremiah Shingledecker, and Justin Clark scored in the 305 sprint. At Latrobe Speedway, the late models went to Daniel Angelicchio and the four-cylinders Paul Koffler. At Mercer Raceway Park, the 305 sprints went to Logan McCandless, Kyle Fink won in the big block modifieds, and the limited modifieds went to Brian Schaefer. Dog Hollow Speedway. At the Dog Hollow Speedway, Kyle Hardy of Linden, Virginia, returned to Dog Hollow and scored his second straight checker in the Rush Late Models. Uniontown's Michael Lake used a last lap restart to win in his first Super Late Model feature win of the season. Up at Raceway 7, the Rush Modifieds went to Ben Eastler. Billy Henry scored in the Late Models, and the UMP Modifieds went to Joel Watson. Carson Masita wins with a last lap pass at Knoxville for second straight night. Masita steals the World of Outlaws glory from Kerry Madsen. Leading the only lap that matters, Cole Duncan put Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champion fans on their feet Saturday at Fremont Speedway, capping round two of the Ohio Sprint Speedweeks with a last lap pass. A last corner pass over race-long leader and Pennsylvania Posse invader Denny Dietrich. The last-ditch effort not only secured 
a $6,000 payday for Duncan, but also a fifth career victory. This portion of Rapid On Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Rebar. All right, fans, joining us now is Bill Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you? Doing well, Don. Thanks for having me on the show like to talk a little bit about Saturday, but I understand the uh, fire department went over and above with their responsibilities. You know, Don, we thank everybody as much as we can for being involved at Jennerstown Speedway Complex each and every Saturday night. And I think sometimes we just overlook things and take things for granted. And 
we say it, but sometimes it doesn't sink in. But when I make this comment on the show, I would stand up in front of anyone in this country and make this comment. The combination between the Jennerstown Volunteer Fire Department, Somerset Ambulance, the Connemaw Med Star, Milt's Towing, Herring's Towing, everyone on our fire safety and cleanup crew, we have the most outstanding individuals in this country that I would put up against any racetrack and probably even against some of the NASCAR tracks. Uh, unfortunately, we've had some catastrophic accidents this season, things that you never want to see. And unfortunately, it's happened on uh, several different occasions. And Saturday night, we had some pretty scary, terrifying crashes again. And the response time and the knowledge these people bring to the table is what's keeping drivers and fans safe each and every week. So I just wanted to start the show off by thanking them all for their dedication, giving up each and every Saturday night to be there to protect everyone and I ask the fans and drivers and everyone that, you know, show your support, buy the 50-50 tickets, but just simply when you see a fireman at the track, just stop them and say thank you because this could not be possible without their dedication. They're the unsung heroes at your track. They truly are. And, you know, speaking from experience, I was on the emergency service crew at Motordrome for many years, and most people do it because, A, they, they love the being around the race cars and they want to support their fire department but it is a full-time commitment every saturday night and you got to plan your vacations around it and stuff so uh it's a thankless job and like you said they're the unsung heroes so we can't thank them enough let's talk about the action oh action it was don uh we kicked off the night actually uh, the night was presented by tmt transportations and our friends at the allied milk producers what an absolutely perfect weather forecast, even though they said it was going to be 77 degrees and a little bit of cloud. Well, it was more like 85 degrees and full-blown sunshine. Uh, but the people showed up in drones. We started off with an on-track autograph session that was heavily attended by both the drivers and the fans. And it's a great opportunity for the fans to get down, interact, mingle with their favorite drivers, and maybe meet a driver they didn't realize who they are or what they look like. And they get to see the cars up close, and maybe they recognize a sponsor, someone they know, and gives them somebody to cheer for. So it's a great way to start out the event. Uh, we actually have a second autograph night coming up on Saturday, June 22nd. So if you missed this past Saturday, you can come back out here on the 26th and do the same thing. We kicked the night off with uh, the Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks, which really put on a exciting race. There was a lot of side-by-side action. Uh, had several different leaders throughout the event. Rick Melab looked like he was poised to possibly upset Casey Flegel and win his first of the season. But when it came down to the checkered dawn, Casey Flegel continued his undefeated season by winning his fourth race in the Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks, followed by Rick Melab as well as Mel Wilt finishing third. So exciting stuff from the Street Stocks division. Wasn't sure how that one was going to pan out, but Casey was able to continue with his dominance. The next race of the night, we had the Stoystown Auto Wreckers modified. You know, Don, they were kind of off to a little bit of a sh- uh, shaky or rocky start at the beginning of the year. These are open-wheel cars carrying a lot of speed, a lot of talented drivers, and when you have really close competition and equal cars, sometimes things get a little dicey. But the last two weeks, they put on some of the best racing of the night. Close, hard, door-to-door action, not even banging wheels at that point. And the race kicked off. Uh, Cindy Shawless actually started on the point position, and she led a couple laps. But it was Jason Bush from Swissville in pursuit, and Jason was able to get around 
Indy to take that top position, was leading several laps, was extending his lead, and then the 29 car of Dustin Dursey spun on his own, bringing out the caution, resetting the field to take off in the Memorial Highway restart zone. And on that restart, it looked like Doug Glessner was shot out of a cannon, Don. Doug is a dirt convert. He's already won one this year, and once Doug took the lead, he never looked back. I uh, went on to his second career asphalt win and his second win of the 2021 season. Uh, I know you've had the pl- pleasure of talking to Doug. Very, very humble individual. Very excited to be a part of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Uh, he's just a guy that's fun to root for, but my goodness, did he put a whooping on the field Saturday night. So uh, I have to give one chalk one up to the dirt converts here. Doug really did a great job in the Stoystown Auto Record Modified. Anthony Aiello finished second, and rounding out the top three was Tom Golick. I'll bet he's really glad he made the the conversion. Oh, absolutely. Doug is a very successful dirt driver, but he likes two things about Jennerstown. You don't have to clean the car every week, and he's home nice and early. So uh, Doug not only likes it, his brother's heavily involved trying to get him to sell his fishing boat to come racing with Doug next year, and the family's just huge supporters over in the tailgate section. Doug was telling me when I talked to him last how he's trying to balance the racing and being involved with his daughter, and I guess he's doing uh, he's trying to do two things at the same time, but he's making the best of the situation. Yeah, you're always going to make time for the family, but I know his wife and his daughter and his dad and his mother, I think, was even there Saturday night. Everybody just really loves being a part of it. So that's what it's about at Jennerstown as the family. In the one-stop auto sell pro stock division, I mentioned at the beginning of the show we had one of those terrifying crashes. The defending Farmers Union Co-op Charger champion, Del Kimberly, who's moved up into the one-stop auto sell pro stock, started on the pole, went out to an early lead, but he was challenged by Jeff Giles. Uh, those Two drivers made slight contact, very slight contact going down the backstretch. It sent Dell into a spin similar to what we saw with Aaron Van Fleet a few weeks sooner. Dell made heavy impact to the outside retaining wall. Thank God the car remained on all four wheels, but it burst into flames. Very scary moment. As I mentioned, the Jennerstown Volunteer Fire Department, Johnny on the spot there immediately. Dale was able to get out underneath his own power, bit his tongue a little bit, but he's going to uh, be perfectly fine, already looking for a replacement car, as I talked to him the last two days. Uh, didn't phase him. He wants to thank everybody that uh, called, and thanked, or called and checked on him, as well as thanking all the first responders for protecting him. When we went back to racing after an extended cleanup period, Chris Brink got back out to the lead. Chris was... After we went back to the green after an extended cleanup period, it was veteran driver Chris Brink who jumped out to the lead. Chris led several laps before Lightning Will Heminger came from the back of the field to take over the top point from Chris Brink, and Will never looked back. Will went on to win his third consecutive Pro Stock Feature of the Year. Chris Brink finished second, and Jeff Giles finished third. I have Will on deck for uh, not this Monday's show, but the following Monday. Uh, so I'm look, great. looking forward yeah. to having him on there. Yeah, we're really excited with what Will Heminger's been doing here this year. Can't wait to hear him on your show, Don. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. 
Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Next up was the Martellus Pharmacy Late Model Division for their 40-lap feature event. Uh, exciting stack field of cars. Don, we've had five different feature winners so far this year and everybody was interesting to see who was going to be that first repeat winner of the 2021 season well they're going to have to wait another week because it was the scottdale driver of brian ship who started somewhere in the middle of the field and just took off to the front and there was nobody going to deny brian ship of getting his second career late model win. Uh, it's been quite a few years since Brian has visited Stoney's Victory Lane, but he was determined. Had some hard challengers from Zane Farrell, Jeremy Schaefer throughout the race, but when it came down to it, when the checker flew after a caution, I'm trying to think of the word here, Don, uh, caution-filled race is the nicest way I could put it. I think there was almost 40 laps run under caution in Saturday night's Martellus Pharmacy late model feature. So it was kind of survival of the fitness here. Uh, Brian was able to be at the top of the podium. Jeremy Schaefer, another very impressive finish. Another top three finishing second. Uh, that young man is going to find himself in victory lane before the year's over. Finishing third was the all-time winner, Barry Audi. So kind of a little bit of shake-up. Uh, some of the front runners finished a little bit further back in the, the race Saturday night. But it was nice to see Brian back in victory lane. Our last feature event of the night before we got into our six-cylinder indoor presented by TMT Transportation was the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers. And victory lane was somewhat emotional as Steven Singo visited victory lane for not the first time, but it's been quite a while since Steve's been there. And Steve was celebrating by memorializing the loss of his stepson, Tanner Friedline, who was a former competitor in the Farmers Union Co-op Charger, who we lost over the offseason uh, in a tragic accident. So it was emotional for not only Steve to be back in victory lane for winning the race, but to also carry the color and the paint scheme of uh, the late Tanner Friedline. So it was great to see him back. If you've ever had a chance to talk to Steve Singo, he's probably one of the most likable guys you'll meet in the pit. Never complains about anything. Uh, I, I actually gave him a hug before the race started because we joke about that all the time, so I guess i got to give him a hug every week now. But great guy, definitely one of the fan favorites, just super smiley kind of guy around the pit. Great to see him back into Stoney's victory lane. Finishing second was Evan Nybert, and last week's winner, Cal Burkholder, finished third. The uh, couple times I had a chance to talk to Steve, uh, I was very impressed, just like you said. A great guy, kind of humble, but, boy, he loves racing. He does, and we share some similarities. As Both of our all-time favorite drivers, Charging Charlie Cragen. I think that's actually how one of our first conversations ever started. He heard me mention it on your show, and he texted me the next day, hey, me too, and we've been friends ever since. So, uh, great guy. 
great for the sport and uh, just a total role model. So glad to see him back on the track and doing well. That took it to the final event of the night, which was actually the Ron's Collision Center Endora Division, sponsored by TMT Transportation. Um, another very, very terrifying crash. Uh, there was a three-wide incident on the front stretch, just racing. Got, Don, most of these guys in these Endoras are amateurs. They're doing this for fun, and they don't have a whole lot of racing experience. And a three-wide three wide incident resulted in Josh Dunmire, who is the son of veteran driver Jeff Dunmire, making contact, went into a four-wheel slide, and hit the outside retaining wall extremely hard on the driver's side door. Once again, the emergency crew and personnel jumped into action to make sure that the driver's safety was of the utmost importance. Very scary, tense moment for all of us at the Speedway. Thankfully, I uh, received an update yesterday and today that Josh is doing better. He is quite sore. Uh, the car is pretty well destroyed, but cars can be replaced. Drivers cannot. So, exciting 50-lap feature there. Wiped out a few cars right at the beginning, but when it came down to it, the driver from New Paris, Pennsylvania, Cal Beckett, took the win. James Gottschalk from Boswell, PA, finished second. And the sponsor of our race, Jim Gibson from TNT Transportation, finished third with his highest finish in several Endora races. So very, very action-packed night. Started with an autograph session. Fans got to see some great side-by-side racing. Unfortunately, they saw some very terrifying wrecks. Uh, it's one of the latest nights we've ever ran at Jennerstown in the last seven years. But uh, we kept looking to the skies, Dawn, thinking it was a full moon, but it was just a small crescent. So hopefully we can get everybody back on track this Saturday, June 19th, where the Super Cup Stock Car Series will be running a 75-lap uh, feature event, uh, which will be the second leg of what is called the Keystone Cup 150 they will run 75 laps this Friday night, June 18th, at the UMI Motorsports Park, which is the formerly known as Clearfield Motor Speedway. So they're going to run 75 on Friday, come to us on Saturday and run 75 as well. And we will have a five-division show with that group, uh, features only for the local divisions, Don. You mentioned autograph night, and I can't emphasize enough to the drivers when I talk to them. When those little kids come down, you could be the best driver at the track or somebody that finishes last. To that kid, you're a hero. You're an idol. You're someone that they're going to follow through racing. And if you handle that right, you're definitely going to grow your fan base. Absolutely, Don. And you know, I made the comment. I was very fortunate a couple years ago. I received the Art Smiley Award at the Circle Track Banquet, and in my acceptance speech, I made the comment that you never know who that fan is and who they're going to grow up to be. And that fan was me 20 years ago. I was the fan that would go down to the autograph night at Motordrome Speedway or Jennerstown Speedway and meet these drivers. And I will stick by this. Charlie Craig, and I just mentioned a little bit ago, is my all-time hero. The way he treated me as a young child, as a fan in this sport, is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today. So it has a huge impact on not only the drivers, but the sport in general. Bill, excellent report. I thank you. Looking forward to seeing you this Saturday. Hopefully we have uh, another nice, uh, sunny, uh, quiet, dry night with less cautions. Sounds like a plan, Don. Thanks for having me on. Have a nice evening. This portion of Rapid on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters.
For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. And joining us now is Anthony Aiello, the three-time modified champion at Jennerstown Speedway. Not not only three times, but three in a row. Anthony, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. How are you doing? Good. To say you're successful up there would be an understatement. Uh, my last visit up there was pretty neat because RJ won the feature. You were second, and you're engaged to his sister. And then Glessner was third, so it was sort of like one, two, three for the the Delapi organization. That's pretty impressive. Oh yeah, I never I was pretty happy with that. Uh, my soon-to-be father-in-law, you know, he was excited to see all three total mobility cars, you know, running one, two, three, and especially with Dougie winning the week before and RJ winning this week, and you know, he's happy about that. So I guess that means you're going to win next week. Uh, that's the plan. We're trying. You know, we're just battling some issues, knocking some rust off. I don't know if it's the car or the driver, so we're, we're trying to figure that out. Now, you got engaged on June 3rd. Uh, I thought that was pretty nice. Uh, I saw some beautiful pictures on Facebook. Uh, what made you decide to uh, ask the question? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it was just a matter of time thing. Um, you know, finally got the money myself for the ring you know and i wanted to make it special for her so i wanted to have a nice little plan and you know think about it and just not rush into it and i think it all worked out she was very happy surprised and that's what i wanted and 
luckily it all worked out. She said yes, and <laughs> here we are. How long had you two been dating? Uh, it's, I'd say it's been about four years now. I think it's going to be four years in August. So. Well, the best part of it, you don't have to educate her about racing because she was born into it. So that's uh, one hurdle you won't have to jump through. Yeah, it, it honestly made things a lot easier. You don't have to explain it to her, you know, and she luckily, you know, has given me the opportunity to enjoy it. And she doesn't give me crap about it. And, you know, she gives up a lot to let me have fun on Saturday. So I got to thank her for sacrificing those for me. The ladies in racing are very special because you said it. They make a lot of sacrifices. Now, you've done the go-karts. Uh, you've been in the big cars for, for quite some time, worked your way up through the, the Chargers. and uh, But I saw something on Jennerstown's page that I wasn't aware of. It In the 70s, your grandfather had a car that raced at Heidelberg. Uh, bring me up to speed on that. Are you familiar with that car? Yeah, um, I don't know too much about it, considering it was a lot, well, it was a long time before me, before I was even thought of, but, you know, I do know Joe Mihalik used to drive it, um, and a couple other people, and it was, I'm not sure who he owned it with, um, but they built it from the ground up, and they wrecked it a few times, and my grandfather wanted to spend more time with the kids and focus on himself, so he kind of just got out of it, but, um, yeah, he was a car owner for I want to say at least four years. They tried to go to the Coke 600. I'm not sure how that worked out, but um, yeah, so it's been it's been a family thing for quite some time. Well, your assignment, you can tell your dad the next time up at Jennerstown for Dawn. I would like to get the details on that because uh, Heidelberg was my place to go on a weekly basis in that era. But now let's talk about you uh, for the. For the new season, uh, you know, three championships in a row. Uh, you're having a good start here. Let's uh, let's look to September, October, well, September. Other than another championship, uh, what do you see as some of the issues that you're going to have to work on? Uh, just uh, right now we're bad on getting into the corner. I mean, that's where I think we're struggling the most with um, – I think if we can just get into the corner, that, that's always been my uh, go-to getting in. I, I, I've never been the, you know, wait on it, wait on it guy. I like to be the get into the corner and just hammer on it. So, And luckily it works out usually. But this year we're just struggling getting in and just getting that rotation through. But um, I, I've been doing some work, doing a little bit of homework, and I think we got it now. So I think we'll be all right this upcoming week. Well, when I was talking to you at the track, you were telling me about your schedule. Apparently, uh, it's jammed up pretty good. Oh yeah, we're 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 jammed up a little bit. Um, you know, wedding planning now. Hopefully, we're hoping shooting for fall of twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two. And um, so yeah, but we're 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 planning on things and we're working through it. We're seeing venues. The problem is with COVID and everything. Right now, you can't really find anything, and everything that was from last year's pushed it back to this year. So, you know, places are pretty booked up. Well, just treat Kayla nice, and when the time is right, you can tie the knot. I have a question now. When you're racing against her brother, who does she root for? I I, I always tell her root for him, but, you know, she <laughs> keeps it by. It, yeah. there, there's really no bias for her. She yeah. likes us both, you know, and he's a good kid. I mean, he he's getting better and better each year. 
I mean, I've watched him as a 15-year-old kid jump into these cars. I mean, I couldn't have done that at 15 years old. I, he, he had his struggles, but, you know, once he kind of got the hard head off of him and started listening to people, he, he, he started picking up speed. And now, you know, like Saturday, he kind of took one of my tricks off the book on a restart that got me pinched a little bit where I couldn't get up off the corner, and he had me. I mean, that was a smart move. I mean, I'm proud of him watching him do that. How old is he now? He's 19, so, I mean, for 19 years old, he's pretty good. For yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know any 19-year-olds that have been in modifieds winning races like he has. Yeah, like it seemed like almost right out of the box. Well, his dad raced, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that helps a lot because he's on the radio with him in his ear, beating in his ear what to do. So I think that I, I always joke with Ray, and I say, you know, Ray's driving the car sometimes, helping him out a little bit. <laughs> Well, let's take a minute, uh, in addition to Ray, and thank some of the folks that help uh, sponsor your car. Uh, yeah, we got to thank uh, Kimberly Contracting Services, uh, Martinelli Auto Service, Anchor Hoagie, Stance Transmissions, Quick Time Suspension, uh, Stonehouse Bar and Grill, Total Mobility Service, uh, Lago Investigations, uh, Jones Racing Products, uh, North Star Equipment, and... Uh, and Trailer Service Plus, I think that's about it. So, yeah, um, everybody comes to the track every week. Mark Atone, Cody Little, you know, my dad, Paul Seacrest. Um, people just stop by during the week. I know I'm forgetting a couple people, but, you know, everybody that helps and gives a hand, you know, I appreciate it. It's it's really a team effort. People think it's just getting in the car and that's it, but really the races are one in the shop during the week and studying and figuring it out with your guys. Fans, we're talking to Anthony Aiello, three-time modified champion at Jennerstown. Uh, I always ask people, even though I know the answer, is uh, how'd you pick your number? Mark Catone. Yeah, that was, that was my guy growing yeah. up. I mean, there, there was really no, there was really no other choice for me. So that's that's what I wanted. Mark's. He's a good guy, and not only does he help you, but I see him go around. He'll if he sees somebody struggling, he'll help anybody that needs help. Oh yeah, he, he he you know he definitely was full of knowledge, especially on these cars. I mean, coming from stock cars, I had no idea what a three link suspension was. So, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have been up the pace as I was now. So, I wish Mark could hit the lottery because I'd love to see him back in a race car. I'm trying to light a fire on him. He got his car back finally, and we're we're, we're he's trying to figure out some deals, money, and where he can go and what he can do. And I you know with that's. I think that's his goal, and I'd love to see him back. I'd like to see my dad even get back in a car. I'm trying to get them both, light a fire under both of them to get them going. All right. Well, Anthony, I appreciate the call. I congratulate you on your engagement. I wish you well. And uh, goal for four-time champion, uh, that sounds pretty nice. Yeah, it sounds pretty good, you know, and hopefully uh, I'm looking to hit some big money races in Ohio this year and maybe go to Speed Weeks. I mean, that's been a goal of mine, so – Four time in and a couple races out of state would be pretty good right now. Well, I thank you. You have a nice evening. Right, thank you, Don. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. 
Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, Call 412-922-8988. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Fans, joining us now is Hall of Fame driver and late model car owner, Lynn Geisler. Lynn, good evening. How are you? Good evening, yeah. It's nice talking to you. And, and it is a nice evening. Big night up at Lernerville for Cochrane Night. Uh, I think that uh, Rob and Christine uh, were very pleased with everything that happened. And in just a minute, we're going to talk about what uh, transpired down in Victory Lane. But we had nice weather for a change. Uh, Alex was there early signing autographs for the kids and letting them take pictures. And I think that's one of the things your team has always been strong on is connecting with the fans and the kids. Yeah, I, I was I, I was really encouraged. It was kind of our first time that we've had to do something with that kind of exposure, and uh, I, I really would like to you know thank Alex for really stepping up to the plate and doing a nice job. That that's always been a, a, I think a calling card of our team, I, and I, it came honestly for me. I happen to enjoy it, and it looks much the same for Alex. So um, people can figure on that continuing. Anytime a driver is good with kids, it means success all the way down the line. In 1975, Donnie Allison approached Bob Cochran about sponsoring his car, and it was kind of humble, be- humble beginnings because he went over there with two other fellows, pulled up. His Firebird was uh, had uh, number one Cochran on his side, and uh, 
He said he wanted to talk to Bob Cochran. So Bob came out with Jack, and uh, they put the deal together. Uh, they said, what do you need? He said, we need some tires and wheels. So a very basic beginning, but then that lasted for five years. Then in 1981, you came on the scene. Let's talk about how and when you decided to approach Cochran. It, it was sort of a similar situation at the time. Um, Jim House with Tri-State Hose, uh, who was the previous owner to my brother buying it, um, he was out at the dealership, too, and kind of set the tone and said, hey, you need to go out there and talk to Bob. And and I did. And um, it turned into into a 40-year relationship, believe it or not. And uh, I, I was very fortunate to be able to get going with him. Not only uh, a good relationship with Cochran, but your friendship with Jack Crowell. Uh, a lot of people don't realize what an impact he's had on short track racing and so many of the things that he has touched and, and brought into fruition. Well, that's for sure. And, you know, I, I, I make note that, you know, I took on the sponsorship mainly because I needed the support, but getting involved and finding out and trying to establish a sponsorship is more than just writing the side, the name on the side of the car. And Jack was the perfect guy to help me broaden my horizons in that department. And yeah, we were fortunate to have some success, which also made it easier. But the, it, they were the perfect vehicle for me to broaden my horizons in my racing career. What I find fascinating, and I'd like you to elaborate on it, 1981 with Cochran was your first time in a late model. Now, people might say, well, how did that happen? Well, yeah, it just we had been doing some sprint car racing, and um, we're traveling out to Sealands uh, Grove and Port Royal, Williams Grove, Hagerstown, and the traveling just got to be too much as, as I got older. Uh, now, we settled in, and we're looking to do some local racing, and decided that the late model was the way to go. Now, in that first year, I don't think you had one at Lernerville, but you picked up three feature wins. Where were they? Um, Motor Drome and uh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Yeah, we didn't win a feature at Lernerville the first year we raced up there. But I find it's interesting, over your career, five track championships at Lernerville, 92, 93, 94, 95, and 2006, you have... 108, 110 feature wins at Lernerville. You get 67 at Pittsburgh. That's probably an impressive resume. And I don't have the stats for Motordrome, but I think you're the all-time winner at Motordrome. Yeah, I believe we are, too. That's, that, that, that's the way I understand it. I, I was never much for keeping track of statistics or worrying about what they were. We just were looking at racing, and really because that was our goal, the accomplishments came in spite of the numbers. I mean, it just we just wanted to race as much and as often as we could. Fans, we're talking to Lynn Geisler. If you're just joining us, you know, in addition to all the victories, uh, you were the news uh, champion, uh, the '99 and 2000 Max champion. Um, you were, were inducted into the National Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame uh, along with Lernerville and Pittsburgh Circle Track Club. Um, that's pretty impressive. Over 300 feature wins to go along with all these other championships. Um, that's a very impressive resume. Yeah, that's probably why I'm tired now. <laughs> 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 I 
that was that was a lot of doing. I, well, I I was very very fortunate to have a crew that was willing to work that hard and, and do that much racing. I mean, if if we could, we raced four nights a week, and uh, that's just just not in the cards today. You know, it's, it's just well, and it's gotten so expensive uh, to race that much. And and wins like. Uh, Hagerstown, Hub City champion. It just goes on and on and on. I mean, we, if we listed all your accomplishments, we'd have to add another hour to the show, but I'm going to put all this on Facebook for people to see. Now, Rob was down in Victory Lane, Jack Crowell and yourself, and I had a chance to talk to all 40, all four of you for the fans, and I thought Rob uh, was uh, very nice when he explained how this uh, expressway thing is working at the dealership because you mentioned racing changing, selling cars has changed. Some of your thoughts on how that uh, all came to be. Yeah, that, that's for sure. I mean, when, when we sat down and decided on a, on a logo, which, obviously to change this year with the expressway i i was unfamiliar with the program myself but you know i've had it explained to me a couple times and it it certainly fits today's climate i think as far as people wanting to do things an easy way quick without a lot of time being spent and and it's a means of, of buying or ordering a car over the internet so to speak and they'll take They'll take and do all the preliminary stuff before you ever get there to get your car. And it's really, it's like going to the grocery store. <laughs> you come in and you sign up and go. Uh, and I, they, they tell me it's really doing a good job. I, you know, I'm not a real computer person myself, but I can see in today's age, people just don't want to spend time doing things that they don't have to. Well, and Rob also mentioned that if they, if you tell them what you want and they locate something that's 50 miles away, they'll go get it, bring it, and deliver it. And on top of that, if you're not happy, they'll take it back. Yeah. <laughs> so I say, it, well, it's better than a grocery store. <laughs> you get the selection, but you can't take the stuff back. You know, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess it's really a good deal all the way around for, you know, for our fans as well as our customers and they're both they're one and the same you know that our fans tend to be their customers and hopefully everyone's happy with the situation i thought it was also impressive when, when i was talking with rob that they have 28 dealerships and 1200 employees and when i was talking to christina uh, earlier she said back in 93 they had like 120 employees that's for sure. I, I and that, you know, for the good or bad of it, I've been around through all of it. And it's it's hard for me to you know conceive that kind of employment in the auto industry. I mean, you look at all the little mom and pop stores there used to be, and they're not anymore. They're, they're the mega stores and with multiple franchises. I'll tell you what else was nice. There was an awful lot of number one uh, Cochrane employees there at the track enjoying the racing, and it was outstanding racing, great weather, and uh, I think that uh, you and Jack and Rob and the people at the Speedway put together a excellent show. The fireworks was unbelievable. I mean, I know they, the kids like to come for the fireworks, but I think the big kids were enjoying it just as well. Well, that's for sure, and I, I've mentioned a lot of times there, there's obviously bigger fireworks to be to be viewed in the area, but I don't know that there's too many that you're that close to, 
so consequently, the experience is really a, a big pleasure to me. I enjoy them. Well, Lynn, we're coming up on a break. Is there anything you'd like to add, anything we've missed? Um, no, I, I'd just like to <laughs> let people know that you know our, our luck continues a little bit through these Cochrane nights where you know, Alex was up for a good run and uh, – and we had to, we folded our nose under, and that's what happened with our <laughs> racing accomplishments for the night. But uh, and, and in spite of that, it, it was a great night. And um, hey, that, that's just how it goes. And no, no downside to it other than the hurrah of of having a good race with the car out there. Well, he and uh, Jared were both started around nine and ten, and they were working their way up. They were battling for third when that happened, so it was obvious they were coming to the front. But like you said, uh, once that uh, nose was folded under, eh, not so good. Exactly, but hey, that's that's all part of the game, and the, and it's the uncontrollable part of racing. Just like to take a moment, and obviously, you know, it's been forty years with it with the dealership, and like we talked about before, I had no idea what it was going to be. But starting with Rob's dad and continuing into a second generation of sponsorship, there, it's really humbling to have been involved for that long. And I have mentioned when we were before that the sponsorship's a great thing for me, but. It also turns out to be a great thing for our fans. I, I can't imagine the people that have supported me and the dealership through the racing. And that's how it all works. It, it's a two-way street. And we certainly appreciate the exposure that we've had and the loyalty of our, of our fans and customers at the dealership. And it's certainly a commendable deal with Robbie and number one, Cochran, following up with them and seeing that they are the mainstay. And like you said, they're in the people business, and they certainly show it when they take care of our race fans. Well, Lynn, I thank you for taking the time to be with us. You have a nice evening. Okay, thank you, Don. I appreciate it. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor, you know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price. 
and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your host, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Saturday night at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Motor Speedway. We welcomed for the second of nine times this year the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. They put on a good show for us, but maybe none better than the first feature of the night with the hobby stocks. I should mention the pro stocks were off the card because they were up at the uh, Sharon Speedway with the Penn, Ohio Pro Stock uh, big event up there. So no Pro Stocks this past Saturday at PPMS, but we did have our Hobby Stocks as the first feature of the night, and wow, what a feature it was. Stephen Shelton starting on the pole for the feature. Cody Cattell is starting 10th, and by mid-race, these two were duking it out for the victory. In the end, Sheltman held on for the win, but Catellus right there on his tail the entire time. These two are shaping up to be quite the the show every time they come together in the hobby stock event. The heats were won by Cody Catellus and Stephen Sheltman, the guys that won first and second position. Frank McGill was in third, John Kane in fourth, and Jonathan Catellus was finishing up in fifth. Sixth through tenth were Matt Bernard. Carly Kovacs, Cody Behana, Chloe Jones, and Ben Anton finishing 10th. And down in victory lane, Stephen Sheltman had an opportunity to express his pleasure to Dave Oliveri, who once again was helping us out in victory lane at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Stephen, side by side, as clean as you could possibly get. Two very tough competitors, but that's what it's all about in our sport. He's skinning out of the car for the first time in a couple weeks. He's back. Your winner in the priority group hobby stock, Stephen Sheltman. Congratulations, Stephen. First of all, Ed, you okay? All right, Stephen, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, Just tell the fans, you've had some commitments that you, as uh, part of the military, that you've had to do. Yeah, uh, my my units, we're an engineering company. We're we're out of New Kensington. We were up at... uh, Camp Garfield, uh, Camp Ravenna, and uh, Keystone Training Area. We're just doing our annual training. And uh, besides that, uh, first thing I want to say is, is I know Cody and I have had our battles on the track and our ups and downs, and we've both made mistakes. But uh, that was one hell of a race with him, and that's how I expect to race with him. He's a really good racer, and uh, we're just both competitive. And uh, I just want to congratulate him on a good run. He ran me clean. Thanks, Cody. Stephen, before we talk about the race, fans, let's give Stephen a hand for his service to our country. All right, you talked about Cody. Earlier in the race, I said tonight, it looks like the middle to the bottom is going to come through. On that last restart with four to go, I would have bet all the money I have in my pocket that Stephen's going to go high and Cody's going to go high. You took the car through the middle, and by doing it, I think that kind of disrupted Cody's line. Uh, honestly, that's the only reason why I did it, because before that restart, he was going to get around me, but after the restart, I noticed how I was going high and the car was getting real loose. So 
me in my mind, I was thinking, how is Cody faster than me? And I saw he was running the bottom, so I figured if he was faster than me with me running the high side, I got nothing to lose to try the middle to the bottom, and that's what worked out for me. How special is it for the Hobby Stocks tonight be the first division out on just an incredible racetrack? I got to tip my hat off to the Miley's and all the track crew. I mean, this was an amazing track. And uh, also, I know the fire fire crew and uh, Carly's stepdad, Rob, and all those guys don't really get a lot of recognition. So I want to thank all of them for what they do, too. I still owe uh, Robert for last year for getting in my car as quick as he did. He When it caught on fire in the heat race, he put it out fast enough to where I could go out and win the feature. So I I don't know how many people can have their car catch on fire in the heat race and go out and win the feature. That just shows you how how, uh, professional and first class a fire crew we have here is. Stephen, before you celebrate with your car, let's talk about your sponsors that help this car go each and every week. Uh, First off, I got to thank my dad and AJ and Joe, who works for us at Keystone Coach Works and everybody, uh, Adam Kostonik, they busted their butt, whether it was manual labor, advice. If it wasn't for all of them, this car would not have been done, and I wouldn't be standing here right now. So I know I'm a driver, but a driver is nothing without his pit crew and all of his sponsors that I have behind me, Bobby and Jane Hamitsky, AJ Poljack, Keystone Coach Works, Maisel's Auto Body, Dan Torsha, Cornwall Tools, South Park Used Cars, uh, Kristen Rackley at Remax, uh, but I, I definitely have to thank Greg Beach. He's he. Every time I text him or call him and ask him for advice, he gives me advice on what to do and an explanation why. Not just telling me what to do, but it helps me also learn and grow as a driver. But I can't thank everybody enough, and especially all the fans. It's really nice to see a crowd out there for once, being one of the first races out. Steven, another sticker on the car. Fans, you're winning the Priority Equipment Hobby Stock. Steven Sheltman. Dave Oliveri, before you let Steven Sheltman get away, we need to know, we need to let him know that he uh, praised this track and he praised the Miley's. He set a brand new track record on lap number six, 23.647 seconds. Brand new track record for the Hobby Stock Division. So he was not kidding when he said he had a great track to run on. Jim, we had talked up in the press box earlier tonight about once they were the, the track conditions for last week, and I was talking to some of the drivers, you know, before they went out for the the, the feature. I said this is going to be one bad fast racetrack tonight, and it's proven that. I can't wait to see what the late models are going to have. In the Rush Dirt Late Models, now the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it was Daryl Charlier in the 114 car. That car owned, of course, by Ben Laboon. Charlier doing double duty last week when the Pro Stocks were around. This week they didn't bring the Pro Stock out because there were no Pro Stocks on the card, as we mentioned earlier. But Daryl Charlier picking up the win in the Rush Dirt Late Models. Jake Gunn. Really had a hard-fought battle. In fact, he was out front by five seconds plus when a caution was waived. 
And in the end, he would fall short for his first victory in that division, I believe, and uh, not falling to second place uh, to Daryl Charlier, his brother Zach Gunn, finishing third. Then Ben Police, two-time track champion. Zach Morrow, winner from last week, finished fifth. Sixth through tenth were Michael Reff to John Boring, Philip Bubeck, Tom Duretz, and Brian Hoffman. And once again, our winner, Daryl Charlier, got a chance to talk to Dave Oliveri in Victory Lane. Fans, he's getting out of the car. You're winning the Rourke Automotive Late Models. Daryl Charlier. Daryl, congratulations. I-, I didn't see this one coming. I probably don't think you did. You know, Jake had that five-and-a-half-second lead, and we won't talk about last week. You know, misfortunes happen and things change, but that restart changed the complexity. The car has been good all year. It was good tonight run through the middle extremely well but from a driver's standpoint you know you had a good car you just had to get to the front and the caution came yeah i mean watching them guys pull away you don't know if it i don't know if it's the car or just me fighting through traffic so you know obviously a caution brings new life to everybody i think and uh that's the best time to try to take an advantage of something when we definitely did it tonight and uh you know i was a little worried when that caution came out but i'm glad the lap uh, counted i don't know if we would have been able to do it again though when you were trying to pass the lead it was you ben and jake you guys were all three-way and you just got to the flag stand, and the lap count, and the caution came out. Big part of what's going to happen those last few laps. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, I put the car uh, right against the guardrail coming into three farther than I have uh, that whole feature. And when it stuck, I knew I knew we had something. So I just kept on pounding that inside over there and uh, running right through the middle down in one and two and uh, hoping that everybody stayed behind me. A lot of laps in many divisions here. Did you ever think with the Laboon team the success you'd have this early on with the car, Daryl? I mean, in the street stocks, you know, we did we did really good. We always had a strong car. Sometimes we had a lot of misfortunes. I mean, we've seen it last week. Um, you know, this is all new to them, but I come from a background racing crate late models and, and understanding the setup of these cars and stuff like that. And I think together we're making a very strong team. We know center line collisions the big backer of this. Let's talk about the other people that make this possible, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, Three Rivers karting, obviously, so uh, we're open seven days a week. Come out and do some karting. Maybe you'll see me there. Maybe I'll race against you uh, if you catch me on a good day. Um, but Bud's uh, Bud's Place, my, my sponsor from my other team, he came on board with us to help us out. J&J, which is Ben's crew, uh, Posties, uh, Octane Graphics, Bob Siemens, uh, Garage Doors, and I'm sure there's a few more, but you know, definitely Brad from Collision is the biggest thing. Win number two. Congratulations. Race fans, your winner in the Rourke Automotive Late Models, Daryl Charlier. The Rush Late Model Heats were won by Ben Police and Zach Morrow. Moving on to the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Been racing in PPMS since 2014 and being with that division since 2014, since its inception, was Warren, Ohio's Chaz Wolbert. And once again, Wolbert finds himself picking up the victory, his 11th victory in 36 appearances over the years for the Sportsman Modified. So he's won pretty much a third of the races that have been run here. Uh, the C3, of course, of Chaz Wolbert, again, as I said, out of Warren, Ohio, finishes first. Tony Tattenhurst in the 63T was second. Then it was Justin Shea. Chelsea Krekic recently uh, engaged Chelsea Krekic. Um, her dad, Randy, asked me to mention that, and we did. Chelsea Krekic just now engaged here in the last week or so. Cole Holden finishing fifth. Sixth through tenth were Ben Eastler, Aiden Cipriano, Jacob Jordan, J.C. Boyer, and Jordan Ehrenberg. 
in the open four feature. That's the Crawford Auto Repair four-cylinder division. Bill Tennant won the heat race, also came back and won the feature race. Uh, Noah Bubeck, moving up from the Young Guns from last year, finished second. In fact, he was out front for a while, and after a caution, Tennant got around him and stayed there the entire last part of the race. The 19G of John Gill finished third. Then Lucas Weaver, Craig Rudolph, Justin Pellegrini, Derek Quigley, and Eric Reynolds rounding out the field for always safe traffic control young guns cameron hollister second win of the season in the 44 car he wound up in victory lane and that was a wrap on saturday night at pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway this coming saturday night first of five appearances of 410 sprint cars this one will be uh, again uh, Brought to us by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. Many thanks to them for that. Uh, June 19th, that's this coming Saturday night. The Falcone's 410 Wing Sprints will be on the card. Later in the season, it will be the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series and then three more races for the Wing Sprints. Check out ppms.com for all the information on those races. The final weekend in June. No racing here as we step aside for Lernerville's Firecracker 100 weekend, but there will be a gigantic monster truck show here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Information on that can be found at Monster Trucks with a Z, T-R-U-C-K-Z.com. Get all the information ticketing and everything else about the monster truck show here the final weekend of june at pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway follow along at ppms.com facebook we are pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and at twitter it's at pa motor speedway for wrapping on racing i'm jim zufall Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway.
I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rappin' on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Fans, Zach Morrow is part of the famous Mars High School Auto Racing Connection, like Mike Bort, Clayton Kennedy, and Chase Lambert. Just to name a few, he's another area graduate that is hooked on the sport. Zach, uh, I had no idea that all of you fellows were from the same school. That's pretty impressive. Some really, really good drivers. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, growing up, you don't you don't think about that, and then... Uh, I don't know. We all end up kind of doing the same thing. How about, I understand that uh, you, you went to grade school with Clayton Kennedy. Yeah, I did. I've known Clayton Kennedy since uh, kindergarten, and I've known Mike Bort since third grade, I think. Oh, Mike was in my Mike was actually in my wedding. Really good guys, all of them. Yeah. I, I guess uh, things got started. Well, you developed a little bit of interest watching NASCAR on TV, and then uh, your dad got you a go-kart, what, around 2003, and uh, you won a bunch of races in the go-kart. Yeah, we won a few races. Um, the Kennedys actually were a big part of getting me involved in that. And then I also found out, again, I'm, I'm re- relying on an article that uh, Carol Gamble did about you. Uh, you helped Jeff Jones on his late model, another news nugget I wasn't aware of. Yeah, I, my dad and Jeff Jones went to high school together. So when I started getting interested in go-kart racing, my dad and Jeff have always kept in touch, and uh, he needed help. So I started going with him every Friday night to Lernerville. What I find fascinating, and uh, most of the listeners are going to be familiar with the fact that you were winning races in a rush sprint car. Now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're winning races in a rush late model. And I know you and I have talked about it, but I'd like you to bring the listeners up to speed on when and how this transition came to be where you're now in the uh, Flinter Johnny Johnson, number 48. How did that happen? Well, uh, towards the beginning of this year, uh, Mark and Colton and I were talking about some stuff that I wanted to maybe do. And, I mean, it was sprint car related, but then they brought up, like, why don't you run our crate car at Pittsburgh every week? And I thought about it a little bit, and it seemed it seemed like something I'd be interested in. I know it would be a fast race car, and they have just a lot of experience to share. Well, now, let's back up just a little bit. You just didn't walk in and say, let's talk about racing. You've known Mark and Colton for quite some time. Let's pick it up there. How long have you known them? I've known Mark and Colton most of my life. We've gone to NASCAR races when, I mean, we went to Talladega, I think, in like 1998 or something like that. Go-kart race together. I actually was there the night Colton won his first great race at Pittsburgh. Uh, My dad and Mark are 
we're pretty good friends. And Colton and I have always kept in touch. What I think is to your benefit, Johnny Johnson goes to Pittsburgh every Saturday night, and he wants to see his car racing there. Well, obviously, with Colton traveling around, that's not an every Saturday scenario. So now John has the best of both worlds because that car will be there and he gets to see it run. And then if he wants to see Colton, he can go up to Lernerville or travel around to wherever uh, Mark and Colton are going. But John loves racing. And the number is iconic because I remember racing against John at North Hills in the 70s, and he was number 48. So he wants to see that 48 out out on the track, and that's good for you because – you're talking state-of-the-art equipment here, and John, nothing but the best, and he's kind of proud of his cars, and he should be. Oh, yeah. He's got some very nice equipment that Colton gets to run and I get to run, um, and I know he expects everything to be expects 110% every time you hit the racetrack. Nothing wrong with that. Go ahead. That's the kind of pressure that I wanted to put on myself for this year. Like I wanted to know that if that – Anybody, not anybody, but I wanted to know that I had a race car that was 100% capable of winning every night. And I wanted people to expect it to win every night. If you don't expect to win every night, then you shouldn't be doing it. Now, when I talked to you earlier this evening, you said you were in the race shop. Now, do you maintain the car at your shop or is it over at the Flinter shop? It's at Colton shop. So this had, you're in the race shop tonight, had nothing to do with the 48. No, no, it's. All our stuff's together at Colton Shop. Yeah. And and the I understand they relocated. Where is their shop? It's in Moon. Moon. And is that much of a ride? No, not really. It's um I work in Bellevue and I live in Gibsonia, so it's not too out of the way. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Zach Morrow the recent Rush late model winner from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Now, in addition to Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, what are some of the other tracks that you've either been to or you plan to go to? So far this year, we've also attended races at Erie's and Dog Hollow. We ran pretty well Friday night at Dog Hollow. How well? We ran second and won our heat race. Good. That's good. And that was my first time there in probably five or six years. I'm fascinated with your background and your experience and so many things. You were connected or touched so many different lives in racing, and I guess that's pretty good for you because your resume is deep enough that no matter what you're doing, you're going to understand it. But I guess if we go way back to when you started, um, Scott Priester kind of got you involved in the sprint stuff. Tell me how that happened. I raced go-karts, and I worked with Scott Priester at Metplast uh, Machine Shop, and he was helping Brian Simon sell stuff. And I bought a car and a rear end and some other stuff off them. And then uh, probably six months later, I picked up a pretty old 410 engine. And I mean, Priester was there every step of the way, helped me square it up, and he helped me start it for the first time. I always pitted next to him. Priester family uh, goes way back. I raced with his dad. Nice people, just very nice. Well, yeah, my wife and I are friends with his daughter and uh, son-in-law. Cool. 
Very nice. Well, we're coming up on a commercial. I'd like to give you a chance to mention the sponsors and thank anybody that needs to be taken care of. I'd like to thank John John Johnson, John's Towing, River Salvage, Generational Dental, CXL Warehouses, All-American Framers, and Randig Towing. I'd like to thank Mark and Colton for all the help and the opportunity. Bob Bentz is helping turn wrenches on the car at the racetrack on Saturday night. I'd like to thank him. Uh, Julian and Nelson are my crew guys. I'd like to thank them as well. And I would like to thank my wife because I told her this year I was going to try to race as much as I could because we're going to have a kid in September. So I was like, if it's all right with you, I'm gonna we're gonna go pretty hard this summer. And she said, do whatever I want. Sounds like you have a very understanding wife. Now you mentioned Bob Bentz, and I don't know if you're old enough to realize that's like hitting the lottery. His experience in racing goes way back. His dad had winning race cars from Heidelberg in the 60s all the way up. And and Bob, the son, grew up around racing. And his knowledge of what it's going to take to make that car just right on any given Saturday night or wherever you're going, you are very lucky to have his help. It's really taken a lot of weight off my shoulders on Saturdays. Uh, He's there. He watches the car. And... I tell him what it does and he tells me what he's going to do. And I'm like, I don't, if you tell me it's going to work, I said, I'm going to fully believe it's going to work. Like I told Mark the same thing. If you say it's going to go fast, I don't know anything about it. And I fully trust both of them. Well, the good thing about Bob Bentz, uh, he builds cars, he raced cars. He was very successful as a driver and uh, now to be there to uh, m- mentor you, uh, you're very, very lucky. And I uh, compliment you for hooking up with a good car owner, uh, your friendship with the Flinners. And uh, Bob has kind of puts the whole puzzle together. And it sounds like uh, I can't wait to get to the track and see you in Victory Lane. So, uh, Zach, I want to thank you for being with us. I really appreciate it. And uh, you have a nice evening. Hey, thanks a lot, Don. You too. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. 
Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. All right, fans, joining us now is Tom Lang with a little update on drag racing. Tom, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you as always. I appreciate that, and I thank you. Hey, modern technology has had a huge effect on race cars, but now it's the racetracks that are benefiting from the breakthrough in technology. Why don't you tell us about it? Yes, Don. Technology has had a profound effect on race cars. Onboard data collection devices, uh, digital ignition, electronic fuel injection, just to name a few, have forever changed the way we tune and operate race cars. Back in the early 90s, when I worked on the top alcohol dragsters of Mike Burns and Mike Kosky, 
when we set the ignition timing at 27 degrees, it was at 27 degrees from the moment we fired the car up until we shut it off. Uh, nowadays, with digital ignition, a tuner can set timing, timing maps that add and take away timing at any point in a run. Uh, the same can be done with electronic fuel injection. Hook up a laptop, punch in some numbers, and voila, a new tune-up. Uh, race cars aren't the only beneficiaries of forward thinking. Racetrack preparation has moved into the 21st century. In the old days, track operators had a bag of rice hull ash and a couple of brooms and some shovels to clean up oil from the racetrack, and they had rosin or gold dust, as we called it, and traction compound to restore some traction. But that was pretty much all there was. A lot of hard work went into prepping a track. A modern drag strip has some pretty advanced tools to use to prep a track, and it has made a big change in the sport. Uh, the traction compounds themselves have changed, and the procedures and equipment that are used to prep a track have also changed. As a matter of fact, a whole new industry has developed around track prep, and there are specialists in the field that will come to a track for a special event and make it as sticky as you want it to be. Uh, Kurt Johnson from Total Venue Concepts and Brandon Mass from Mass Traction are just two of the men who specialize in drag strip prep. Aside from the procedures used to prepare a track, the equipment is probably the biggest part of the puzzle. A few years ago, someone came up with the idea of slicing off the tread portion of used drag slicks and hanging them under a heavy weight behind a tractor so that they could be dragged up and down the track to restore fresh rubber to the racing surface. Then somebody came up with the idea of installing brand-new, fully-mounted slicks on the back of a tractor and turning them backwards as downward pressure was placed on them, in effect doing long, slow burnouts to lay down fresh rubber. When you put this new equipment together with a person that knows how to use it properly, the result is a track so sticky it'll pull your shoes off. And I've seen it happen repeatedly. It's happened to me. Uh, we've had a member of the P2 contracting team fall over on the starting line because he couldn't get his feet unstuck from the freshly prepared track. And there are different levels of track prep for different types of cars. Uh, the cars that use radial drag slicks need a track that is far stickier than a pro mod or pro stock car, and uh, they can prep it for the type of car that's going to be racing there. Uh, the procedures and process behind it all, it's just fascinating. It's not just race day track prep that has changed. These companies come to a track and spend days prepping the service. What are they doing? Well, I'll give you a perfect example, Don. Uh, we've told the fans about the recent track rebuilding at Keystone Raceway. A fresh concrete is what we call green. There's no rubber laid down on it. And it takes quite a few races to get the proper base of rubber built up. Also, fresh concrete has some grain to it, uh, a rough texture. Well, Greg Miller at Keystone brought in Brandon Mass of Mass Traction, and Brandon ground down the new concrete surface and smoothed it out. Then he ran the rotator and the dragger over it until he got the proper amount of rubber base. There's a recipe for the sequence of when the rotator dragger and traction compound are applied 
which differs from one track prep specialist to the next. After time, too much rubber can build up on the track, and it needs to be scraped down to bare concrete and the process started all over again. It's a lot of hard work, but the result is a consistent, sticky racetrack that produces killer numbers. That has to be expensive. Uh, yeah, it's not cheap because you're basically buying from these people their knowledge of how to grind the track smooth and the procedure and prepping it, and they will teach the track operator and their people how to prep a track when the specialists aren't there. Uh, I don't know what the numbers are, but uh, like you said, it's not cheap, but it's definitely worth the money because the result is an outstanding racetrack. I've watched the drag races on TV, and I've seen crew members walk out on the track with some type of a device that they stand on and turn a wrench. What's the device, and what are they doing? Uh, That device is a traction checking tool that is available from Jerry Bickle Race Cars and a few other places. Uh, We use one at P2 Racing. A Ty Totoro will go out on the track and check it at three spots, the starting line, halfway between the starting line and the Christmas tree, and at the tree. Uh, There's a rubber pad on the bottom of that device. And while Ty is standing on it and turning the wrench, a dial, just like on a torque wrench, shows him how much force is needed to turn the tool, which we keep track of just like we do the tune-up and the weather conditions. Uh, There are very few areas of our sport that have not been affected by the advances of technology and now the track prep and how the racers look at the track. In the old days when they were uh, cleaning, cleaning up an oil don, the crews would go out and look at the track on the starting line. And depending on your level of experience, you may not see what the other people are seeing. And uh, now that the tracks are uh, prepared consistently, more is known about what you're actually looking at there. And the racers, and the, especially the crew chiefs, uh, they can get a better idea of what that starting line is like. And there are adjustments they can make up uh, they can make on the car right up until the moment they start the car to compensate for what they think that track prep is. And uh, like I said, just like every part of racing, the technology and track prep is just light years ahead of where it used to be. Well, they've definitely come a long way from the days at PID when all this got started locally. Oh, yes. Uh, like I said, in the old days, it would be two guys on the back of a pickup truck They'd dump down some rice hull ash, and they'd sit on the tailgate and drag a broom through the rice hull ash so it would uh, collect whatever oil got deposited on the track. And uh, now, matter of fact, some tracks even have uh, it's a machine that looks like a Zamboni they use at the hockey games, and it will actually scrub and cleanse the track to help get up any kind of oil or fluids that have been deposited on it. Uh, due to any engine failures or crashes or whatever it might be. Do you have anything else to add for this week? I'd just like to remind all fans that the PID reunion dinner and Hall of Fame ceremonies will be held this Thursday, June 17th, at the Fairview Fire Hall, just south of Bridgeville, exit off of I-79. Uh, starts at 5 o'clock, runs to 11. 
If you're any kind of racing fan and you've got time Thursday night, this is something you don't want to miss. Uh, it's always a good time, and uh, a lot of great stories are told. Some of them are actually true. I love that line when you use that because that's exactly right. A lot of stories, some of them are true. Tom, <laughs> excellent report. As always, I thank you. You have a nice evening. Uh, you do the same, Don. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. It truly was a dream come true for one driver at Eldora. This past Wednesday through Saturday at Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio, it was the 27th annual Dirt Late Model Dream, and because they did not have the big event last year due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the 26th annual Dirt Late Model Dream also was held. Lots of results to get to, so let's get started. The first night of racing on Wednesday night, two 25-lap main events paying $10,000 to win. 
The cars were separated into two groups. The heat race winners from the first group, Devin Moran, Ricky Weiss, Brandon Overton, and Daryl Lonigan. And in the second group, heat winners were Jonathan Davenport, Ricky Thornton Jr., Johnny Scott, and Kyle Larson. The B-mains went to Bobby Pierce and Chris Madden. In the first 25-lap A-main, Brandon Overton the winner, Kyle Bronson second, followed by Chad Simpson, Ricky Weiss, and Chris Ferguson. And in the second 25-lap main event, Jonathan Davenport, the winner, followed by Jimmy Owens, Jacob Hawkins, Mike Marler, and Brian Shirley. The second night of racing at Eldora on Thursday was to be capped off by the $127,000 to win 27th annual Their Late Model Dream. The six 15-lap heat races were won by Kyle Larson, Jacob Hawkins, Brandon Overton, Kyle Bronson, Chad Simpson, and Brandon Shepard. The B-Mains went to Nick Hoffman and Stormy Scott. In the 100-lap main event, Brandon Shepard, the defending champion from 2019, led the first 60 laps, but then he was passed by Brandon Overton, who went on to win by more than two seconds and captured the $127,000. Tim McCready, moving up from his 11th starting spot, finished second. Cal Bronson was third. Dale McDowell, fourth. And Shepard finished fifth. Six through ten went to Dennis Herb Jr., Jonathan Davenport, Zach Dome, Nick Hoffman, and Hudson O'Neill. Racing night number three at Eldora on Friday meant again two 25-lap main events, and the cars separated into two groups. In Group A, the heats were won by Brandon Overton, Daryl Lanigan, Ryan Gustin, and Scott Bloomquist. First time you're hearing his name mentioned. Group B heat race winners were Greg Satterley, Bobby Pierce, Jonathan Davenport, and Shannon Babb. Group A's 25-lap, $10,000-to-win main event went to Brandon Overton, followed by Ryan Gustin, who led the first eight laps, then Daryl Lanigan, Scott Bloomquist, and Kyle Larson. And a great run for Greg Satterley in the second A main, as he came from third place to win the event, followed by Shannon Babb, Cal Bronson, Jonathan Davenport, and Chris Ferguson. The final night of racing on Saturday at Eldora Speedway was the 26th annual Dirtley Model Dream, Yes, it was the makeup race from last year. The six heat race winners were Kyle Larson, Ricky Thornton Jr., Jonathan Davenport, Kyle Bronson, Devin Moran, and by winning the sixth heat, Darrell Lanigan would sit on the pole. The two B mains went to Mike Marler and Dale McDowell. In the 100 lap main event, Lanigan would take off from his pole position and set the pace for the first half of the race. The second half of the race proved to be much more interesting as Brandon Overton captured the top spot on lap 53. Lanigan faded a bit and Chris Madden moved up to challenge Overton. Madden was able to get the lead on lap 76, lose it again, recaptured on lap 82, and then Overton moved back in front on lap 86. Down the stretch, he was able to open up a two-second lead over Madden as the race wound down. Flow Racing's James Essex and Dustin Jarrett have the final lap call. In the David and Eric Wells own car out of Evans, Georgia. 30-year-old Brandon Overton, the clean sweep at Eldora within his sights. Two turns to go out of turn four, Dustin. Checkered flag is in the air. $273,000 this week for big sexy Brandon Overton. After the race, Overton talked about his big four days at Eldora. It's a dream come true. Um, just to win one night, 
would have been fine with me. Um, you know, there's you always want to win, but you got to be realistic. There's so many good cars here. Just to be able to keep up, make the race, and be competitive is a, is a plus every time you come. So uh, I don't know what I did to get so lucky and, and deserve all this, but I sure am glad it happened. And Overton talked about his battle with Madden and taking over the lead for good. We had that damn restart with like 30 to go or something, and uh, I just didn't get a good takeoff. I, I come down the hill and I spun the tires, and I was like, man, I'm not far enough out ahead of them. Uh, and I kind of parked it in that bottom. I should have just sailed it on in there. But you don't ever know what to do. That's the bad problem about, you know, leading. the, uh, the This thing will clean up one lap, and then when they have the caution and we sit there and run over it, it'll like not be as sticky. So you just don't ever know what to do. It's kind of luck, you know. I mean, you just got to hurry up and get up, make a lap and get rolling so you can know where to get back in line. The top 10 at the 26th annual Dream. Brandon Overton the winner, Chris Madden second, Chris Ferguson a good run to finish third, followed by Jonathan Davenport and Daryl Lanigan in the top five. Sixth through 10th went to Kyle Larson, Shane Clanton, Tim McCready, Greg Satterley, and Dale McDowell, who started 22nd. Our thanks to Flow Racing and Performance Racing Media for providing the use of audio. Reporting for Rapid on Racing, I'm Bill Korch. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. fans we're going to welcome ernie saxton writer for area auto racing news to the show ernie good evening how are you i am doing uh, pretty good for an elderly gentleman 
elderly gentleman. Wait, wait a minute. Maybe I ought to take gentleman out of it just for an elderly fella. <laughs> just elderly. Hey, uh, I really enjoy your column, and I, I read it religiously. And on the most current one I have, something that jumped off the page was moving the numbers on the cup cars. And I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Well, I, I don't agree with that. I I, uh, I would like to see numbers maybe uh, a little bigger. Uh, I think the numbers are important, especially for people like myself, even though I don't announce anymore when I was announcing. Uh, it used to aggravate me uh, when you couldn't see the numbers. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's important and probably more important to have the numbers clear so the uh, people on TV and uh, and the announcers both can make sure they're announcing the right cars and all. And in that way, you make sure the sponsors they have are getting the proper exposure. So I think the size of numbers, the location of numbers, uh, I guess, is, uh, is good to think about. But I think one of the things that you and I have talked about from time to time is that I think a lot of the cars are too busy. And from that, I mean... There's too many sponsors on there, and the one that maybe is paying the biggest bucks seems to get pushed aside for somebody that, you know, some local sponsor that you're trying to keep happy. I think when some of these fellows have their decal or their wrap or whatever put on the car, their main focus is a car show. Because when you look at some of them on a track, you can't, not only are they busy, but the combinations, the colors, the contrast, you can't see them from the grandstands. And you're making a good point there. That, that, that's very true. Uh, I think that if racers in general would do a better job of uh, putting together a good sponsorship package so that they could charge more for the sponsors, uh, sponsorship, that way uh, they could limit the number of sponsors but they would be getting at least as much, if not more, money for having a good, strong sponsorship package. And one other thing, not to change the subject, but I get aggravated, aggravated when I see when somebody pulls into victory lane, the sponsor has paid big bucks to be on the side of a race car, and you're in victory lane, this is your big moment, and you can't see the sponsor's name because the track has decided they're going to put all these signs in front of the car and block out the sponsor of the race car. Well, how about, and any time I had any jurisdiction over it, how about when a guy's in victory lane and he's got 15 family members standing in front of the car, you can't even <laughs> see the car. And I was always tell them, stand behind the car. You want to have your family in the photo, wonderful, but don't hide the car. It's just that maybe something that should be considered in victory lane is something uh, where the car, I, I saw this at Bridgeport Speedway, and I think it's pretty nice. They have the car go into victory lane, and it goes up on a ramp. And that way you could put the signs down below the cars. Uh, the people that have come to be there to celebrate can stand down low and yet the race car and the driver, the guy that should be getting the attention, is up on the ramp and everybody could see him. I started working on something for Lynn Geisler. Now, Lynn has re retired as a driver, but he has Alex Faree driving the number one Cochrane car. And he said to me, I'd like to do something 
to let my sponsors know what happens with the team on a weekly basis. So I gathered up, I guess there's 10 or 12 of them, all their emails. So as soon as I get the results on what Alex did on a Friday or a Saturday or both, I put it in a paragraph or two, and I send the blanket thing out to all the sponsors. So they have a weekly update on what their car is doing, and they love it. Yes, I think that's an excellent idea, something that every team should be doing. And unfortunately, uh, I don't know about in your area, but uh, in the area I am, and even on a national level, you don't get that kind of information from the team, and uh, and that's disappointing. And I, I don't know why that happens. In fact, this morning, I, I won't mention the track, but I just got the results from a Friday night show at a track. It's Tuesday. What 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 good is the results being sent out on a Tuesday morning from a show that was run, what, four days ago? Yeah, that's old news, really old news. Well, <laughs> other than us solving the number problem on the cars, any thoughts on the new cup car? Well, first, one thing that comes to mind on the new cup car for next year is the fact that they're not going to have five lug nuts. They're going to have that one big lock nut like is on the uh, Indy cars. What, what are your thoughts on that? Can, can you imagine that? You get fined $10,000 if you have one lug nut missing. Can you imagine if they forget to put the big lug nut on, you, you get a huge uh, million-dollar fine or something like that? Or, or I guess if it doesn't... I guess the car will only last a short time if you don't tighten up that one lug nut and it'll fall off and then you'll have more problems than you ever thought you could have. I, that's going to be interesting. You're bringing up a good point, and uh, I don't know that many people out there really are aware that that's something that's going to happen. And You know, I, I watched the Indy 500 the other day, a fantastic race. They put on a fantastic show. I enjoyed every minute of it. And seeing Helio win that show and run down the straightaway, everything about the Indy 500 was done the right way, in in my mind. And I, I just thought that, you know, some people could learn some things. Uh, other than I, I don't know that when if you win uh, a race at the local weekly track, you want the winner climbing the fence and running down the track. I, I don't know that. But for a major event like the Indy 500, they allowed him to get away with that, and the TV people put up with it, and it made for good TV. But all the things that they, they did that day, I thought, was, was perfect. It made for great, great TV. I agree. And one of Ilio's fans is my daughter, Carrie, and this is a behind-the-scenes story, but I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Uh, she works out at the YMCA, and her trainer, uh, the woman that trains her, uh, her this lady's husband, is on... Uh, the the IndyCar teams at Penske. So uh, Carrie and her husband were going to dinner uh, with Charmaine and and Charmaine's husband, and uh, she called Carrie and said, now we have a a, a house guest here. Do you mind if they join us? She said, no. Well, it was Elio. And Carrie said, (laughs) they laughed so hard at dinner, they could barely eat their meal. I mean, he's he's such a likable, popular, fun-loving guy that, She's now one of his biggest fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the way he presented himself and all, I mean, he did so much for the sport in general, so much for his sponsors, and, 
everything he did, I thought was a plus, and I, I just was impressed by that. The one thing I'll say that really, I guess, is not part of this subject is it took my wife and I about two days to recover from having sat in front of the TV from 10.30 in the morning till 10.30 at night watching all the racing. I, I think my legs were numb when I got all done that. I, I, I don't recommend that. <laughs> well, I did the same thing, but every once in a while I have to get up and walk around either, you know, if there was a caution or something like that. Well, well you got to remember I had neuropathy, so I shouldn't have been done doing this anyway, but that was... I, I, it just made for a great day, and I have to say, if you're rating the shows, the Indy 500 certainly won out over the uh, Coca-Cola 600. Well, with that thought, I think we're ready to wrap things up. Any closing uh, comments? No, nothing at all. I, I think we're headed off, uh, headed into a great season. I, I see that car counts seem to be up at most tracks, and uh, attendance is growing, so... Uh, I think we're uh, headed to a great season. Well, Ernie Saxton, I thank you. And now we're going to ha- have to get you back in the routine as uh, life is getting back to normal. And I'll talk to you next month. All right. Take care and thank you. Bye-bye. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party. 
a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Car number four. Now I got to ask you a question. I've been at some tracks and I've seen you. I've seen you pick up some big wins. Like when you neutered the dog at Dog Hall and swept that weekend. But we've talked before, and you said, honestly, one of the biggest wins that you ever had happened here. A track used to come and watch your dad have a lot of success. And you and your brother, to celebrate your dad's 70th birthday, basically threw him out of his own shop, went behind his back, and he's probably going to be mad when I tell him you stripped the decals off of one of his good bodies. But you made this beautiful tribute. Being our speed shop, Donald Carnes Auto Salvage. Daniel, as a kid, did you ever think you'd ever have the opportunity to get a picture next to this iconic car as the driver? To be honest, no. This is uh, this is amazing. I've I've always wanted to do this, and, and to be able to pull off a win while we do, it's uh, pretty incredible. Daniel, you got tears coming out of those eyes, and and that just goes to show. This family, the Angelicos, what a great racing history. Um, your father owned cars that won national championships. And as you and your brother got older, your dad said, you know what, I'm done going all over the United States. I got two boys who want to race, and I want to go racing with my boys. He got rid of everything, and your dad was on top. Stars, national championships, had dream drivers, Bob Waring Sr., Bob Waring Jr., won the Pittsburgher, won the Hub City, won Stars championships. And your dad, just to show you the love that he had, said, we're done. He said, I want to spend the time. Your brother Christopher, he picked up a feature win down at PMS in a semi-late. And like I said, when you started racing, your dad put all his efforts behind you and... I'll tell you what, that smile on that 70-year-old face back there, it just goes to show, you know, the love that he has for you. And do it, you guys doing this shows the love that you have. And you couldn't write a story better than this. Your, your brother's here. Your two sisters are here. Your one sister came from Nevada for your dad's 70th birthday. And I don't think they knew about what you and Chris did. But how surreal is it to be here in Victory Lane, all paying respect to Denny? Well, it's, it's amazing. You know, first off, happy 70th birthday, Dad. And uh, I can't thank him enough, my, my mom, my whole family for, you know, they backed me. They, they, you know, they, they, always, they always backed me and tell me I can do it, you know. And, and without my dad and all, everything he's done, I'd, I wouldn't be here. And, and you know what else is very special? Your wife, Amy's here. And I know you always take a lot of pride in the fact that you win as a family. Your two boys have been here. They were here when you won last time at Lake Trope. But now you got another Angelique who's coming to Victory Lane for her first time, making her racing debut tonight. Yeah, finally got Millie a win here, so uh, hopefully we can get her a few more. 
Hey, why don't we go ahead and thank everybody who helped make this possible for you. Um, we, we got Mark from Royal Purple. And, and it says a lot for Royal Purple, you know, to say, you know what? You and your brother went to them and said, listen, you're our primary sponsor, but we want to do this out of respect for my dad. And Royal Purple gave the blessing and said, do what you got to do. Everybody knows that you're a Royal Purple factory driver, but this just... God, this, I, I can tell you right now, you guys are going to have a whole party in the piss tonight, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, probably. I, uh, yeah, I have so many people to thank. You know, obviously Royal Purple for everything they do for me. Uh, you know, JT Tools, John Tracy. Um, but everyone that gave me a hand, my, you know, my brother, my cousins, Mike, Jeff, you know, every single person that's helped put this together, you know, to hide this from Dad and be able to, to get the car out here. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Thank the fans. Yeah, thank all you fans, too, for coming out tonight. Ray Shane, let's give a round of applause to the local boy with a dream come true. Picking up the win here on Nostalgia Night. Here comes his brother, Chris, to give him a hug. But, hey, listen, we know we got one legend here with your dad, but also here is the 1978 Super Late Model Champion, a guy who had a lot of battles with your dad. Bob Pudds also wants to congratulate you and wish your dad a happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Great job. Great job. Thank Honest you. Honest to God. Race fans, give a round of applause. Daniel Angelico here at Victory Lane. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Dad, grandfather, cousins, nieces, nephews. We're just having a big old family reunion here, but tell you what, this number 48, the carry-all products, Ryan Oil, car number 48, was on a rail tonight. 
you are not going to be denied. Yeah, buddy, it was on definitely on a rail. Whatever my dad did to it after the heat race, he did a heck of a job. And speaking of that, now it's turning into a jungle, Jim. But speaking of that, you know what? You and your dad and your grandfather, you guys have made a career out of these four cylinders, mainly because you say it's affordable and it's a lot of fun and it keeps all you guys racing. You're out of racing against your brother-in-law, cousins, no in-laws yet, but I'm sure that'll come one day. Oh, yeah, that's definitely, that's what we're here to do. We're here to have fun, win races, and I like racing door-to-door with all these guys. And just an interesting fact, I got a lot of stupid ones, but at one point, uh, three converted asphalt drivers were running first, second, and third. Yeah, Jeff Vazos come down to defending uh, Jennerstown Ford Cylinder champion. Knowles won some features on asphalt, and you're a former champion on asphalt. What is it about Lake Trobe that makes you guys do so good here? No, oh, it's just super fast, man. You get the cars to go through turn one and two, three and four. That's where you win the races at, not on, not on a straightaway. Now, a couple weeks ago, your mother won the uh, Estrogen 100 for the second year in a row. Was she able to give you any advice on how to get this car here to Victory Lane? No, not that much. <laughs> hey, now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank all your sponsors and the pit crew who helped make this win possible. Uh, first, I'd like to thank my dad and my pap for uh, everything they do to get the car ready every week. All the fans come out each and every week, carry all products, edge equipment, Napa Auto Parts, Parts Morocco Welding, and everybody else that helps us out. Race fans give a round of applause. First win of the year for Paul Coughlin III. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.